0: The death tolls from the Maui fires keep raging, but there's a couple interesting facts that I want to throw at you today. One is a key testimony of a guy named Fish who's lived there for 40 years. He was the last person to get out of Lahaina where the fires were the worst. And he said that there was a blockade keeping cars in. This is firsthand testimony. You can throw it out because it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound official. But this is first-hand testimony, something that the news would cover if the news would cover a story like there was a blockade keeping people inside the fire. There's another one that really shows you, just a couple of videos that shows you the panic inside some people's um, minds inside the car as they're panting, breathing heavy, trying to get out of the fire, and there's a bunch of cars in front of them and they can't. Then there's... A video that I want to show you that is going to be very controversial, and that is going to be the actual device used to destroy these homes and leave lush vegetation right next to them. So let's get into it. Inverter, water containment. Oh, no way!
1: (laughs) Dude, do you know how many people are asking about you, bro? Um. Do you know? Look, it just showed up! And I think I was the last person to make it out of, out of the line. So. Really? Can you tell your story, man? So I went around back to Front Street, and there was, all the cars were lined up, but none of them were moving. And I walked all the way from Safeway to the Chart House. Not one car had moved. And I was wondering what was stopping the traffic. Well, it was a policeman. And I got to the end, and I looked up north. There were no obstructions. There was no reason to keep those cars there. Are you sh- serious? I'm serious. As a heart attack. And I, I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm under orders to keep them here. And I said, the fire is, is right around Safeway. It's going to hit Front Street. You know, these people got to get out of here. And he said, I'm following orders. No way. And I, so I just kept walking. I'm, well, maybe he knows something I don't, you know. so, And I keep walking down the highway and I look behind. No cars are coming out. I walked all the way to Waikuli Beach. Still no cars coming out. And I started hearing boom, boom, boom. And then I heard people screaming and stuff. You're saying they were blockaded in by the police? At the end of Front Street? Yeah. Like where that restaurant is? Right, where the chart house where was. Where the chart house was, I should right. say. They, there was a blockade there and they could not go any further. Right. I walked. What the I hell? Said, I walked all the way from Safeway to there, not one car had moved.
0: If what he's saying is true, that's criminal. It's very vile and criminal. Because you would imagine that even if that guy, the cop that was keeping cars blockaded inside, really felt, I'm just following orders, what his eyes were telling him about the severity of the issue, not letting cars out of the area where a raging fire is going, then it really does show you. If that is... Evident on its face that this guy, he didn't want to do it, but he was following orders. Then you really have your answer to, if you are anywhere around my age, I'm 40, if you're anywhere around that age, you remember in school when you learned about the Third Reich, when you learned about the Holocaust. The first question all these kids would ask is, how could so many humans stand around, and allow these things to happen as there are people being tortured and uh, put in gas chambers how can good people or people who even think they're good stand around doing nothing while all that harm is happening and now we have another example of it adults specifically following orders are just like children that are being told to do something that is against their will. It's against their conscience. Children do it because they hope that the adult has a higher form of wisdom and intelligence guiding them. Adults do it because their paychecks are being paid, but also they feel like there's this parent figure. So I won't go into philosophy land. I want to move through this content really quickly, but if that's true, That a cop was blockading cars inside Lahaina as these fires were raging. And they were trying to get out. I want you to now watch these two videos. One is of a man that was giving his last goodbyes to his family. And another is of either a group of friends or a family trying to get the hell out of Lahaina. And they're seeing dead people on the street as they're driving by. They can barely breathe. And it's a pretty long video. Here we go.
1: Behind resident, Denny Euchre, recording this video, he says he tried sending to his family as he feared he was not going to survive. If I don't make it through this, I love everybody. There's no reception Oh, God damn it. Baby. Come on, baby. What the fuck? What is this? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Damn, it's hot. Let's go, good. Let's two, go oh, Quick, 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 quick. Okay, okay. Ram- oh, sir, be be oh my god, dude. Okay, it's okay. We're almost to the end of the to We, we, found, we found a line on the road. Oh, up, my God. Oh, somebody's down right now. Oh, somebody's down right now. Yeah. Somebody's down. I'm going to see. Yeah, I know. You can't see, bro. What the fuck? Why don't you say this looks like is anybody still so real Mexican Grill, bro? That's what the fuck? It's my friend's fucking what? business, bro. Um. No, you're not, not even close to where you're supposed to be. Nobody got a real, bro.
0: We're going to get fucked over <coughs> I, I'm trying not to imagine that. I did for a moment. I tried thinking of how would I react in a situation like that. And truly, unless you've been in a situation like that, you don't know. You try to steady your breathing. You try to breathe less and consume less oxygen because in the air there's a lot of smoke. So you don't want to do heavy breathing. And you also want to keep the people around you as calm as can be and you want to look for other options and opportunities to possibly get around cars or should we go by foot what is the smartest thing to do here you really don't know until you're in that moment and in that moment maybe you still know i don't really know what i'm doing i'm hoping that the car is my best bet getting out seems a little scary but staying in the car is keeping me behind this line of traffic Scary to think of, it really is. Now, I know I I promised you some really controversial footage, and now that we're at it, I want to just preface this by saying it's going to seem a little weird to you. As people are talking about directed energy weapons, we know in January there was these green lasers from satellites over Hawaii, and that lasers... With hair removal, tattoo removal, and also identifying certain things, lasers can single out, from a distance, single out certain spots on a map and leave other spots perfectly fine. So here's that technology that I was talking about that created the fires, the actual fires in Lahaina and all around Maui. Sorry, maybe that was in bad taste to show lasers hunting down weeds besides crops. But the reason I show you that is look at the accuracy as this, let's say, satellite from above the ground called a truck with lasers above it are singling out weeds, identifying what it wants to destroy as it's crawling across it and shooting a laser to destroy only the weeds i'm not saying that i believe this is directed energy weapons what i am saying is that the technology exists and if there's in january proven to be and they said it was a chinese satellite collecting pollution to see how their pollution is navigating across the world if these lasers are coming down over hawaii then we know that lasers have historically been positioned over hawaii but i do believe that the military industrial complex of this country of china of russia and all around the world and private companies as well have technology far beyond what we are able to conceive of right now maybe not beyond what we're able to conceive of but i do believe that it might be beyond our level to even conceive that that technology could even be a thing so now let's bring it back to this idea that directed energy weapons singled out houses, pulverized them to white ash, and left all this green foliage untouched around it. How does that happen? The skeptic in me really wants to know, how do we know for sure that this imagery right here is of Lahaina? Well, I looked at a bunch of other footage from Lahaina, from the Maui fires, and here's what they look like. In every single Video or photo you can see, and I want you to go and google verify this on your own, because you know maybe you don't trust these images that I found or the news stations I pulled imagery from. Maybe there was even besides my intention an error along the way, and this isn't from the Heine. maybe this was a controlled demolition of houses inside of a neighborhood, and these trees were left standing because that was the expressed intention of the company that leveled the houses but I do have to say, if every news station is using images that aren't actually of the fires on Maui, then we also have a problem there. Last thing I want to show you is something that came to my attention. I get these videos sent to me sometimes. And there was this book called Fire and Fury on Amazon that was published literally two days, not even 48 hours, because on the 8th, on August 8th, the fire started. On the 10th, this book was published so i looked into it because people are saying it's a conspiracy they knew they knew look at the the writing on it well i did some digging and i found this forbes article that is basically uh, one of their investigators that got to the bottom of it and contacted amazon's uh, publisher there's a, a publisher within amazon and they said if somebody were to say i i've made an ai book in less than 48 hours and i want to publish it on amazon would they say yes and she was like absolutely not so they're trying to get to the bottom of this how did this book that's claiming to have key testimony of people from the lahaina fires and how its implications are all about climate change how is it possible then that in less than 48 hours this book made it to amazon the key facts from the article says fire and fury the story of 2023 Maui fires and its implications for climate change was published on Amazon on August 10th, two days after the start of the deadly wildfires that killed now 111 people and left 1,000 more missing on the Hawaiian island of Maui, and claims to chronicle the events of August 8th through the 11th. It couldn't chronicle 8th through the 11th of August because it was published on the 10th. So obviously, this is some form of a scam. The 44, and by the way, the author, Dr. Miles Stone, I'm looking into any meaning that I can extract from the name. But in this article, they say many other articles about um, or books were published on the Hunter Biden story and Nicholas Sparks, the author of A Walk to Remember um, and The Notebook. It seems like whatever this is, this is a scam. It's not a conspiracy. I don't think that this is something legit from, let's say, the World Economic Forum or BlackRock trying to push their agenda onto Amazon. I'm not saying that it is impossible for that to be it, but I've seen scams like this, and here's where I come to with like the Q conspiracy. And honestly, I saw something from the Flat Earth conspiracy that I need to look deeper into, and it was a NASA photo of the Earth from 2012 that shows almost taking up uh, was it like 40 or 30 to 40% of one part of the image was all the United States. And then you are to believe that all the other landmass of Asia, Africa, Russia, Europe, Australia, all that stuff was on the other side of it. It's interesting. I don't say that to make you feel like I'm hopping into some kind of insane rabbit hole, but I do look at things on the internet that don't add up. And here's what I want to say about Q. And here's what I want to say about Flat Earth. And here's what I want to say about all conspiracies as well as conventional theories of history. We often assume that we know enough to know when something seems bullshit. And we think that that's something that we can call bullshit. It's like, I know reality and I know when something's bullshit. But here's the thing. We don't really know reality. We know layers upon layers upon nested layers of story. That's it. And there's actually a beautiful thing I'm going to arrive to here that isn't, has, it doesn't have anything to do with conspiracy. What we're unraveling when you get into psychedelics and your worldview is blown, it's not that, oh, I'm finally seeing reality for what it is. No, you've stripped away one layer of the nested stories that we're living amongst. The same thing with conspiracy, oh my God, I thought I knew reality, but now, the way David Icke put it all together, this is what reality really is. And I say, no, it's yet again one layer of the nested stories that we are hypnotized by and embedded within, calling it reality. There is a hyper-dimensional space that we're swimming in, and there's story after story after story and some of them overlap and make what we call our physical concrete reality. Oh, this is backed up by everyone. This is backed up by my own personal experimentation. This is it's seemingly backed up by the laws of physics, which again is a nested story. And then we believe these things so much that they become reproducible and then we say, oh, well, it's scientifically proven. No. It's not scientifically proven. What's scientifically proven is the fact that we can see something that exists. But paranormal phenomena also exist. They're just not so scientifically reproducible because so many people don't believe in it. So how could this story, Fire and Fury, end up on chronicling August 8th to the 11th be published on August 10th? I would say it's got a practical explanation a very pragmatic explanation. And a lot of us try and think that, oh, this is proof that there's a conspiracy afoot. No, it's the proof that there's a scammer, that there's one scammer. It's not proving that that scammer is connected to some, you know, deep diabolical scheme. This is where I believe so many of my really cherished, beloved friendships within the conspiracy community go too far, in my humble opinion. They are are willing to see the, the snap judgments of other people. And then once they can see one level above it, and they can see through the bullshit that other people are swimming in, then they think they're in the real reality. They don't realize that they're held by another nested layer of the story complex. It's the story complex. It's a complex of stories. And within that space, that hyperdimensional space, we find ourselves and we find the perceivable reality that, again, it's another story to say that our eyes only see a limited um, spectrum of light. So then we're like, oh, our eyes are so useless in the grand scheme of it. No, we don't know what our eyes are. Maybe that is just one way of explaining what our eyes do. Oh, they only pick up that much light. But we don't know what else our eyes actually do. Could we replace them with a camera that has infrared and say these are now superior to the biological eyes that I once had? Because maybe our eyes are actually detecting, a sense organ detecting something higher than just vision. I'm just spitballing here. But what I'm trying to do is not get you to land on one concrete idea of what reality is. And I do that because I've come to find that as you... Humble yourself and say, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at here. I'm looking at the Hawaii fires. I'm looking at all the different explanations, and I don't know what I'm looking at here. When you do that, when you have the question mark, not the answer, not the encapsulated this is what the answer is to this encapsulated question, when you pop those bubbles and you say, I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at or how it all connects. That's what psychedelics do for you. Sometimes that's what conspiracy does for you. I don't even know what I'm looking at. That question mark unlocks a code inside of our consciousness that allows for us to actually start seeing deeper nested stories within the story complex. And when we do that, then we are able to grow and evolve inside the space and the potential that we are given. Not hop from one model of reality to another. So Q. QAnon, a lot of really smart people were taken by this conspiracy, but people who are just there to poke fun at QAnon believers, they don't realize that a lot of what was in Q and the Q drops, they weren't completely illogical, it wasn't completely stupid. Perhaps the people should have known there is something suspicious about it, but they wanted to believe. And same thing with the flat earthers. They don't just sit there and look at the evidence. They also want to believe that there's more to the story because NASA doesn't feel right. And I've heard a lot of flat earthers actually say, it's not that I know for a fact that the earth is flat. I just know for a fact that people who think the earth is round are just as deluded. They just don't see that they're deluded. So I'm trying to help them realize that they're deluded. I fucking love that. Because then it's not, I used to think the ball, the earth was a ball. And now I think it's flat. I'm going from one conviction of what the world is to another conviction of what the world is. And I don't see the error in that. I'm so hypnotized by the story that I'm engulfed in that I don't see the error in going from one concrete, convinced belief that I see reality for what it is to the next. Oh, I was so deluded. Now I'm not deluded. I see the actual reality for what it is. I hope you see what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to actually lift up the flat earthers who think they, they need to defend themselves against attackers. I'm trying to lift up those who feel attacked by flat earthers and QAnoners honors and conspiracy theorists or conventional theorists. I'm trying to lift everybody up to see that none of us see reality. Let's humble ourselves to that level. And then once we do that, we actually gain perspective on the fact that reality is not what we think it is. It's stories nested within stories nested within stories. So what about the Maui wildfires? I don't really know. But once you loosen up your rigid dogma of belief, then you're able to actually ask intelligent questions. And only once you ask intelligent questions can the universe respond and tell you, here's a whisper, here's a clue, but I'm not gonna give you the whole thing because it would blow your mind. You wouldn't be able to conceive of it or handle it. It would just sound like mush to you. So, a little bit by little bit by little bit, that's the process of becoming an adept, becoming a true higher seeker of all that there is. This is one big story complex that we're in. Just open your mind. That's all I ask of you. And I'll catch y'all next time. Can
1: you tell us about your Hawaii trip, sir? No, not now. I'm going to be leaving and I'll be there on Monday. Why is it important that you go?